0: comic book pit okay Dan, I'm coming to you from North Irwin, Pennsylvania, and the scene here is one of pandemonium.
1: (laughs) There are just just, there's just furniture everywhere.
0: There's furniture. There's calendars. It's a
1: mess. So you're 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 in your uh, your home office slash uh, nerd cave.
0: Yes, this is it. I would uh, give a guided tour, but I'm afraid to touch anything because the the setup here is grand yeah. spanking new and still delicate. Yeah, it's uh, probably probably tenuous at best. Yes, <laughs> and I actually accidentally disconnected my keyboard, so that's... Uh... <laughs> this computer doesn't have a lot of USB slots, and it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if... I guess I could get a... Uh... Oh, didn't they make like... Like a hub? Uh, there we go. The like a USB hub, yeah. Yes, and that I could just put one in and stick a bunch in that. That may be what I, I should probably finally do. That I've had this computer for seven years and I've bitched about it the entire. Like, oh, it doesn't have this. Or, the keyboard's too tiny, and there's not enough USB slots. And yeah,
1: I hear you. I'm, I've I've got computer woes of my own. I, we've I think we've we've definitely talked about that. That's that's part of the reason why we're we're so happy to be at uh, the Sorgatron Media Studio because uh, because our computers suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well I'm glad that we could do it that I can still um be the remote podcaster because it helps in a pinch like this on days when uh it's, the schedule is a little unforgiving. Oh sure. Yeah. I mean, the nearly hour drive in. Yeah.
1: And it you know and it especially like this time of year it's summertime, it's it's the weekend, there's always something going on, especially in our city in our yeah. our fair city of Pittsburgh, there's always activities, there's always Sports, there's always music and you know.
0: What was the um what, I know there's a baseball game going on today obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else going on that you got caught in traffic uh, yeah. off the way I don't out know it, sunny it, beach view.
1: Yeah, that was um there was traffic uh coming into the city and then once I got through the tunnel there was uh traffic uh yeah coming coming down from the south end of the city. So I yeah, I have no yeah, idea what's well, going on today. It's I'm I'm woefully uh, unprepared to drive in our city sometimes.
0: Those are the two worst tunnels. Yeah. Squirrel Hill and Fort Pitt. Yeah. Those are the two worst.
1: Those are Yeah. So if you're ever
0: if you're ever visiting
1: <laughs> visiting our fair city, beware.
0: Come at like four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: come come out, the 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 pit, yeah, come out of the Fort Pitt. Yeah, come out of the four pit tunnel uh, at like you know, three or four in the morning, and you'll get one of the best uh, best views ever. Uh, and you'll
0: get it unencumbered.
1: Yeah, but if <laughs> you go through through uh, three or four in the afternoon, you're sol.
0: Now let me. Uh, I, I you know this is more the pit portion of comic book pit that we're dwelling sure. on. Do you prefer the nighttime Fort Pitt Tunnel reveal or the daytime Fort Pitt Tunnel reveal?
1: Ooh, that's you know that's a that's a good question. I think. If it's during the day, I think it depends on the weather. I True. Think, I think it True. has to be, like, a sunny day, like, uh, you know, yeah. blue sky, you know, very few clouds. You get a really good, um, you know, view of the city. Um, but but also, like, at, at night, it's uh, equally beautiful with all the lights and you get the, like, the rivers. And, um, you know, it looks like it's like something out of a movie. In fact, I think they used that view or that, that shot in, um, what was it called, uh... It's like I think it was like a, like a smaller movie it was called like Perks of Being a Wallflower. It was filmed here, and I, I was gonna say
0: the fish that saved Pittsburgh, but you... <laughs>
1: uh, I'd be surprised if anyone uh, under the age of forty remember that movie.
0: <laughs> I'm under forty. I'm aware of it. It's me. I'm for- the one.
1: I forgot you're, you're you're not. Yeah, you you haven't hit the big four zero yet. No, no, no. You've you've got a couple years. I've got all the aches
0: and pains and, and physical ailments that come with being of the. In my fourth decade, but so I'm not there yet. You're, you're ready. You're just not. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to welcome you to the club because it's all downhill from there.
0: Oh, I, I, I feel like I've been preparing for for at least uh, almost a decade now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, for the record, I'm going to say probably Night View. You're right, day view okay. depends on the day, but I'm going to go night view because those lights are just so vibrant. I guess it depends, you know, a good night too, but yeah, night mm-hmm. view is pretty potent. It's good anytime. I mean, it, it's oh, like yeah. Wilkinsburg, it's good all over.
1: And uh, <laughs> Well, and I would also recommend if, if you ever have an opportunity, um, the, 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 the tours of the city, uh, of the rivers th- via the uh, Gateway Clipper offer some really yeah. nice views too, some kind of like river level. Uh, Views of the city are really, really nice.
0: I've been living here, it'll be almost nine years. It'll be like nine years and like three weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Still haven't done that. Oh, really? Came close close this summer when my brother and his wife came down. We were like, we should do that. And then uh, the schedule just didn't allow it. But yeah, never done it. I
1: was going to say, if you ever have friends or family visiting from out of town, that's always a good thing to do. And um, taking advantage of the uh, Just Ducky Tours are also uh, very good for out-of-towners.
0: My dad and brothers did that oh, a lifetime ago. My mother used to work for uh, county government, and every year they would have, like, a conference somewhere. Mm-hmm. And one year, Allegheny County hosted. So they all came down, and while she was busy, you know, working, doing being part of the conference, my dad and brothers did that. I forget where I was. I was... I, I was not part of that. <laughs> you weren't the invited in those days. Well, I was in my early to mid 20s. So Okay, uh, so you I'll, were you were otherwise yeah. occupied. I, yeah, I was those were my lost years.
1: You know the 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 funny thing, um I've lived here pretty much my entire life and I've been on that tour three times.
0: Mm. Well, you live here? I mean,
1: but I mean as far as like, you know, like you know, friends and family coming from out of town like
0: mm.
1: you know, like I've I've been on it three times and like I've probably been on it more times than like most tourists, and, okay. I, and I live here and I, I see this. I get to see the city every day.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was like what's so I
1: haven't. I haven't got to. This is kind of this is this is we're getting way off topic, but this is kind of uh, the first time I was on one of the the tours. Uh, you know, because the these are amphibious, were like World War II, like refini- like refurbished or whatever um, amphibious vehicles that drive on you know land and water, and they. They drive um, into the river, and they convert to, like, sea, like they're, you know, seaworthy or riverworthy whatever, and they, the, the pilot drives around and gives you more information. And, you know, um, and at one point, they, they cut, the, like, they, they slow it down, like, to a crawl, basically. And if there's any kids on board, they, they just go over the mic and say, hey, does anyone want to steer, you know, steer the boat? And uh, <laughs> the first time I went on, like, like there were probably a, a half dozen kids, but none of them raised their hands. So I was like, "I'll do it, I'll do it," and the guy was like, "Okay." So, <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I went to the front of the boat, and I and I, I steered the boat for like fifteen minutes, and and uh, I, he took a picture of me, and it was a, uh, it was pretty funny. It was like the uh, the the big kid got to do yeah. it. I think they gave me a sticker too.
0: Uh, and then I am drinking on the. The video. (laughs) That's all right. Um, So, So, but how old were you? Like (laughs) thirty-five?
1: Yeah, I was definitely in my (laughs) thirties.
0: Well, hey, no one's going. Sometimes you just have to. No, uh, actually, I
1: was probably just. No, you know, this was before. Let me think. No, you know what? I'm sorry. I take that back. I hadn't turned thirty yet. I was maybe like twenty-six, twenty-seven.
0: Okay, but still. Hey, no kids want to step up. That's someone's right. To that someone's got to. Right?
1: Yeah, someone's got to. Someone's got to step up and be a kid.
0: Much like much like this podcast, no one's going to step up. And we have to just uh, grab the reins, and and steer it in whatever direction that's right it needs to go.
1: That's right. So, well, so speaking of which, so we've got some uh, we got some comics to talk about. So um, I think we've got a, probably a couple that we are both going to talk about, and then we might have a couple that. W- Like one that I've read that you haven't, and vice versa. So, yes. What do you uh, What do you think? What do you want to talk about first? Maybe um, I don't know. Maybe action.
0: Yeah, we can talk about action. You read act. I read action. You read action. You know what's weird is I had just yesterday morning I woke up and I I'm here in the office, so like this ideally the stuff would be ready to me to like look at reference, hold up to the camera, what have you. I I filed everything away. I had no. The pile was about a foot high. Of comic books and i've them away. i was like i have too many i have too many comics and uh but yeah action action 1001 i read it you read it um mm. i loved it there were some moments where it kind of i don't know how i want to say this i just kind of there were some moments i just felt i don't know traditional, I don't know, easy, lazy, cliché, maybe cliché. I'm trying – to just some – I mean it's still – the all is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, bendis definitely gets Superman, gets the world, gets the character. There did – like I so said, there was a couple moments I think like in the Daily Planet and some of just – I guess some of the bendis clichés were there. Some of like the the over the, – the too much – I don't know, the over-talky bits. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would, well, yeah, I would agree. Uh, although I, I feel like he he's definitely dialed it down a little bit. Like he's, it's like Bendis. Like when he was writing like Miles Morales and Avengers, I mean he his Bendis was up to like ten. I feel like this is like Bendis at like a six or a seven.
0: Yeah, I mean I've read some Bendis where it's like word balloons and then the, the art peeks through. Yeah, but it, it's practically prose. Um, it's not that far. But there was like when he's fighting those like robbers at the beginning, I was like, there's a lot of dialogue here. <laughs> um, and then it just, I think some of the daily Planet stuff felt a little cliche. I did like how Patrick Gleason do, drew Clark Kent as like big and like frumpy. I was gonna, I was just very subtle, but it was there.
1: I thought that exact same thing, and I, I, I thought it was, well, yeah, the, the art I thought by Patrick Gleason was just, uh, just top notch. I mean, he's, you know, I don't think he's considered one of the like sexy a list artist that we have in this industry, but he's definitely a list talent. And, yes, and, I agree. And and I uh, and I and I totally agree that like yeah, there's there's scenes where they like he he gives Clark like the hunch shoulders, yep. and he kind of has this like sad sack face on him. But then like when he's Superman, he's that like Kurt Swan, like that barrel chested. You know, like he's big, but he's not like he doesn't look jacked. Like he doesn't like how some people draw him. Like, like this, he's not a
0: Stephen Platt drawing,
1: right? He's not this like roid filled like rage monster. He's, yeah, he's like he's he's big, but he's like I said, he's got that barrel chested look where like he's he's formidable, but he's not, you know, he doesn't look like you know, he's doing CrossFit or something. He like he's a farm boy. Like,
0: yeah, Uh, you're right. The the, the farm boy is the perfect and how he should look. Right. It's it's the. Yeah.
1: And I I, I came to this realization or I should say this epiphany. Like it's it's like a personal epiphany. I don't know if anyone would agree with it or if it would be shared. But, you know, I I think people assume like we all assume oh, Superman is big and strong because he's powerful. He has superpowers. He's from he's an alien. He's from Krypton. And I think I'm like, wait a second he grew up on a farm. He did he did manual labor. I mean, yeah, he had super strength, but he still had to lift things, like he still had to do chores. Yeah. Like I think I don't think anyone's ever explored the fact that like he probably has his physique like 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 why hasn't someone at the planet said or thought like Clark Kent is such a nerd, but the dude is huge. And like, like, why? Like, it should be like two lines of dialogue, and like someone says that, and someone's like, "Well, the guy grew up on a farm." He, you know,
0: yeah. I wonder if that's happened. I mean, we you, between us, we've not read every
1: no that's panel
0: true. of Superman, so I wonder. So I'm sure at some point someone said that, but they didn't always draw him like that. But I do think it it does make it that should inform the uh, the visual. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's a comic book, and they can look however they oh, want. Oh, sure. He's
1: he's had like a, a million different looks since nineteen sometimes got, like, since nineteen thirty
0: s. Stuff like that, but yeah, I, I always liked it when they made him just a little uh, bulkier, in using that idea that he was like a farm kid to uh, inform
1: that yeah. this, yeah. where like he he's like big and beefy for a reason, you know, yeah. not because not because he's you know powered by the sun, <laughs> you
0: know? yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but I, I, you know, just getting back to this issue, like I've I really am enjoying what what Bendis is. Is doing. I've, I've so far. I've I've purchased and read and enjoyed the the six issue Man of Steel series or miniseries, yes. uh, Superman number one and Action Comics one thousand one. Um, and I'm I'm at a loss. I mean, I I, I guess I I'm, I mean I shouldn't be at a loss because it's clearly it's the it's Bendis, you know. I mean, and he has he's writing him in a way that. Um, makes him feel a little more relatable to to me. Like, I, I I could never really get into Superman because I just I guess I just never bought it, or never never bought him as a character. But, you know, he's really well, I, I, I'm sorry, I should back up a little bit. I, I, I think to be fair, I think maybe in the last five years they've, you know, because it's not fair to like um, uh, Daniel Tomasi and Patrick Leeson, who have been working on this character yeah,
0: that was a good run and
1: yeah. and like yeah they, that they that they've made clark a family man they made superman a family man with a wife and a child and you know that's that's a big part of making him feel relatable
0: to and a that lot worked. of people i for for me personally i was uh unsure of how that would work mm-hmm. um and i have a i have an ongoing history with superman i haven't i mean i've Come, I've gotten lost like I have when I was like 12 and death of came out I got I started reading it like on the regular then and I have like a 10-year run of like every issue from like 92 to 2002 mm-hmm. um, and then and then it's like sparse here and there and then um, around the rebirth I got into it uh, I I went full board because I really like I was unsure I what it would be like um, picked it up Really, really enjoyed it. And I've been there, you know, I've been on it ever since. I, I don't have all the actions. Like, I was reading Superman. I really liked that Tomasi Gleason stuff. That That's what I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's really, and then, so I was kind of sad to see that run end, that creative team leave. But I like that. I like what Bendis is doing. Really do enjoy it. Um, I, I knew exactly for the same reasons you're saying. I mean, I, I was already there, but I'm just even more like, he gets it. And he, mm-hmm. it's really much a, like a love letter to what makes Superman, mm-hmm. um, without and, and I like I, it's always weird to see like new stuff like new villains or like little status quo shakeups, um, but he ultimately gets like the core of the character, mm-hmm. and that shines through. And I'm glad that like Gleason was kept on to, to do the art on action because he he got it too. Gleason's yeah. someone I first discovered on that um, Robinson of Batman series.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, and then um, stuck with him. And so like, when you went to Su- I think that was another reason why, when he went to Superman, I stuck with him, because I discovered him on that. But,
1: yeah, uh, he, yeah like, like I said, he's, he's one that... Um, I mean, he's done a lot of work, and I feel like he probably doesn't, you know...
0: He's been around a lot longer than we realize. Right, yeah. There's like, I'd say... 13, 14 years of stuff he's been mm-hmm. around for. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, cause he, well,
1: he was definitely doing stuff. Uh, I mean, I think I didn't, um, wasn't really introduced to him until the new 52. I believe, okay. I believe he and Tomasi were doing Batman, the Batman and Robin title. Yes. And, yes. and that I thought was, was great. And, um, you know, and I followed that for a while and then I think I, I dropped off, and it wasn't until Rebirth, and it was actually you that got me into – thats like, really um, got me into picking up uh, – I don't know if it was Superman or Action or both, but I remember it was specifically – it was the issue where they went to the state fair. Superman. Yeah.
0: And, very good. And Yeah.
1: And uh, I remember you talked very highly about that, and then um, – and I – you know, I was already kind of convinced, and then I think, like, that week I was listening to a couple other podcasts – and they they came out and said the like pretty much almost verbatim, like the same thing, like and I'm like, wow, I'm 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 definitely I'm missing something right now. If, you know, if if everyone is, you know, clamoring and, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, so excited for Superman these days, which, you know, Superman is traditionally thought of just kind of like like the big blue boy scout. He's just kind of right. a bore. But uh, it, it sounds like having a family has has um, done
0: well by him. Yeah. And, it, and that can really um, it doesn't often work to age a character like that and do a shake up with a character like that. But for Superman, they, the, the approach they took with it, a, it really did work. It worked really well. It feels very natural. Mm-hmm. and It doesn't feel like we're missing anything with Superman or that it bogs him down or anything like that it's, it's a very natural organic like evolution mm-hmm. of the character exactly so um what well, so in a
1: kind of a segue another another character that I think has done well with a uh, with a spouse and a child and was also a, uh, a a former Bend. well I shouldn't say former Bendis creation I mean it's always going to be his creation but a uh, uh, I read uh, the new Jessica Jones from from Marvel, but this was a Marvel digital original, so this only came out through you know the digital means. Um, I think eventually it is going to get collected, and you know, for for retail shops, but right now this uh, these issues are only online, and it's I guess as part of I guess Marvel has a new uh, digital initiative where they're Taking a lot of their characters that have uh, TV presences, and they're doing uh, online, uh, you know, like digital uh, original digital content for them. So there's going to be like um, like a Luke Cage comic coming out, uh, an Iron Fist. I think there's going to be a, a a Misty Knight and Colleen Wing, Daughters of the Dragon team up. Uh, mm. There's going to be if actually I think uh, they did do a Cloak and Dagger one that that's already out. I I missed that. I mean, I can go back and look for it, but I just, I kind of just went under my radar. And, um, but definitely I like Jessica Jones. I was keeping an eye on that because this was the first time Jessica was written by someone other than, than Brian Michael Bendis. And that that's kind of a big deal because this was his baby, his creation. I mean, he, he created her from nothing. This was the first, uh, you know, like her book Alias was the first was the book that kicked off the Marvel Max line. Um, you know, and it was just like this new take on the superhero community, where she was part of it, but a very um, realistic part of it. And and she 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 had a very uh, dour take on the superhero community, and she was an alcoholic, and she, you know made bad decisions and just just sometimes was almost hard to like because she was just one of those characters that you know they were she was her own worst enemy but um, you know over the years has the was the show faithful
0: in its in its representation?
1: Uh, yeah, for the most part that, that's probably one of my um, you, know, you know if I were to list the uh, the Netflix shows that would definitely be up there like ranked pretty high. Um, in fact, I think season two uh, was better than season one. I think it's they've they really fleshed out the character even more. They, they they took it in a different direction than they, than they did in the comics. Like they they kind of fleshed out her origin more, and you got to see more of her past. Um, okay, but you know, so but but this book is it, it's is like a a jessica jones that is actually fairly healthy uh, she's in a she's still in a she's married and is in a good relationship with luke cage they have a daughter together uh danielle who's you know they they love dearly i mean they're a family they're a little they're a little you know family unit yeah and um and and this was written by uh kelly thompson and drawn by um, sorry I don't have it up um, Mattea Scalari? no this is someone I', oh. I never heard of before guess. it was all it was a good guess uh, <laughs> his name is uh, I'm sorry Mattia de I think he's a I think he's Italian it's uh, Mattea de Elis e... 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 um, I'm probably I totally butchered that I'm sure but um, the art in this book. Jared is unbelievable. I, I'm, I mean, I'm. I'm I, I feel like I. I don't have enough words to say just how amazing this art is. Like this guy is not going to be. You just kiss kiss b- your kiss your fingertips. Mwah. Mwah. My, my yeah, finger. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bella. Mwah. Um, there you go. <laughs> this this guy is not going to be. I, I shouldn't say stuck doing digital because this is still a val. This is you know still a good comic book. I mean, this is like a good piece of work. But I mean, th- this this guy not going to be doing this stuff for very long um, because it's it's that good. Like he's going to get super noticed. Like this guy's going to be working on like a huge book, uh, probably in the next like five years. Um, but the but I, I think the um, the equally as important uh, star of this book is is Kelly Thompson's writing. Um, I mean, this was this was such a, a, a great continuation of Jessica's story and it, it was so faithful to uh, Bendis but it was like it was like Jessica evolved to the next level um, where it was it, you know it still had that kind of like there was this nice transition I mean it where it was like still kind of Bendis-y but 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 definitely a, a new voice who was like Taking the Bendis and but making it her own. That's cool. Yeah, and um, uh, not only that, but this was like so. This was basically it was forty five pages for four ninety nine. Uh, no oh, ads. Wow. Um, yeah, and it was. Um, I, I thought it was a pretty good deal, and I, I think they're that's how they're doing it. They're doing like two, like kind of like two issues at a time, basically. So or. So, so the next, even though I, I, I don't know, it, it's it's really bizarre. Like this was kind of like issues one and two, but they're calling like the next set issue two, if that makes any sense.
0: Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay.
1: But this is one I would, you know, I, I would definitely not. Like, if you're um, a fan of of Jessica Jones of Alias of Bendis, you know Bendis's work on Alias, this is one that I would definitely not pass up because this isn't just like some digital one shot that doesn't mean anything like this is like they're telling us a, a substantial story here and and, and I'll just and, um, you know in, in, in Jessica's own words um, the bad always finds her so even though she's you know she's happy she's got a great life right now there's always something that's going to find her and is going to basically put her in the shit
0: and, gotcha
1: and in this case um she she reopens uh, a cold case of hers from five or six years ago um, you know in the hopes of bringing a, a former the the former client um, uh, former client's murderer to uh, to justice or you know to bring the bring some peace to this whole situation and she finds herself caught in this uh, uh conspiracy or this um, this web of a serial killer who is tr- is targeting um, super-powered women. Like, not like... Not like A-list, you know, like they're not going after Captain Marvel or She-Hulk or Storm. I mean, like, not yet. Like, it's almost like they're starting at the bottom.
0: Like the street level?
1: Yeah, well, like, they... they um, like, well, I don't want to say too much, but basically, like, they went after... Um, like, uh, you know the character Elsa Bloodstone from Next Wave? She was, like, the daughter yeah. of Ulysses Bloodstone. Um, they went after Jessica. And I think there was a couple other characters they mentioned. But these were all, like, bottom-of-the-barrel Marvel characters. But Deep st- cut. Yes, exactly. But still, like, but nonetheless, they were still, you know, in the Marvel Universe, there's still people that, that you know, are matter. You know, that's... Right, uh,
0: right, right. Um that's cool too. I like I like when you can deep cuts is like a more uh, reverential way of saying rather than like bottom of the barrel or <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah you, yeah,
1: you definitely said it better than I did. Um,
0: I, I like when I like when someone does that when they they empty out the toy box and, and plays with those types of characters. That's that's very cool. Yeah,
1: definitely cool because you know like um, you know they said Elsa Bloodstone. I was like, you know, to the to the average person they might be like, who's that? But then. I immediately was like, "Oh my God, next wave!" Warren Ellis, Stuart Immonen—that was such a great series, and Elsa was great. Oh,
0: okay, I, I recognize that, but I yeah. and, and I'm the guy with 2,400 comic books upstairs, and I even just went <laughs> over my head. So, okay.
1: Well, it, it just to just a, a sidebar for that, if anyone, if you've not read next, it's called Next Wave: Agents of Hate, which is an acronym. I don't even know what hate. I forget what hate stands for, but uh, it's warrant It's um, I think it's. 12 issues or is it 24 issues anyways it's it's collected in one thick collection um the entire series written by warren ellis from beginning to end um drawn by Stuart eminem from beginning to end amazing stuff yeah that i can't recommend that book highly enough
0: that is a powerhouse creative team
1: yeah absolutely um just just great action great um
0: was that mid 2000s? middle of the last century
1: or last decade? It was definitely early to mid 2000s. Okay. Um, yeah, th- like there were some characters you'd recognize in there, uh, like uh, Machine Man is in it, is part of the team. Okay. Um ca- the Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel.
0: Oh yes. part yes, of the team. I, know that.
1: I think she went by Photon at the time. That I think that was a while ago. Okay. Um and there were a couple other, and then there's Elsa Bloodstone, and there were a couple of other characters. Oh, I think, um, uh, I I think Boom Boom was actually part of the team.
0: Oh from, my! From the
1: New Mutants or whatever team she might have been on at yes. the time. Um. Yeah, there was. I think she was definitely on the team. It was just like this random assortment of just goofy characters or like characters. That you, deep cuts. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Again, again, you keep telling it better than I do. <laughs> I keep insulting these characters. You're like. You, you, you keep showing reverence. I'm like, oh boy. Um, anyway, <laughs> <These> bottom
0: feeders. <laughs> yeah,
1: these low lifes. Um, but anyways, but yeah. But getting back to uh, yeah, Jessica Jones number one. The, if, if if you have the uh, the means to read a, a digital only comic right now, I would highly suggest plunking down your uh, your 4.99 for this one, and and for future ones because it was like, like I said once you once you read it and you get to the end. You're going to want more, both for the story and for the art.
0: Wow. So Fascinating. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So um, what else you got? Well, I know we both read uh, the latest issue of Batman.
1: Oh, yeah, Batman 51.
0: Or Batman goes to jury duty.
1: <laughs> Batman does his civic duty.
0: Yes. They actually say civic duty in the book, too. And I did, uh, to plug my own self-interest, I, I had jury duty earlier this year. Oh, and okay. I did a comic strip, with uh, where Incredible Man went to jury duty, <laughs> and then like Civic Duty was like the big like punchline at the end, and it's available on Instagram. Oh, there you go. Where other uh, fine social medias are. What's your
1: What's your Instagram
0: handle for everyone who wants to look? at I up? believe it's my name, Jared Catherine, maybe dot Catherine. Let me look. I don't know. I don't remember.
1: <laughs> so, so this was, I guess, kind of technically the first. Even though it's not really mentioned, this was the first issue of the Fallout. Uh, or showing the fallout of Batman being stood up at the altar, as it were. I guess. Am I still on
0: camera? You are, but it's
1: it's a little too pixelated to... Uh, <laughs> no,
0: not working. Not yeah, working. It's my name, Jared Catherine.
1: Jared Catherine. <laughs> so so check out Jared's Instagram for all his cool uh, man comics. Um, there's man comics, there's dog pictures, there's baseball pictures... <laughs> All sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. You get a get a glimpse into Jared's it's a, life. It's a smorgasbord.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you want to
1: stalk Jared, that's where you want to go. <laughs> yeah, come find me.
0: <laughs> no. Um. No. I didn't read the. Um, oh, I, I. You know. The delay just. now I see what it looks like on the feed. All right. The. the um. I didn't read Batman Fifty. I mm-hmm. picked it up. I thought about it. I'm like, eh. I. I, I don't need to, to do this. Yeah. Um. But Fifty One you know it's weird it's just, I'll tell you why I bought Batman 51 um and it's weird my taste in artists has always been more like to the cartoon look mm-hmm. kind of like the the style that I myself can like replicate i like looking at stuff that I'm like like i can do something like that this art inspires my art and that's what i gravitate towards but i'm finding that i guess as i age uh, my my tastes are also uh, maturing and, and growing and evolving. And I bought this because Lee Weeks is on the art. And Lee Weeks is not a, a, an artist that I typically was like, I need to get that latest Lee Weeks jam. Um, but I saw that cover was very um, gripping. And I was like, you know what? I can appreciate what a craftsman Lee Weeks is. And I'm buying this book because I'm curious. And uh, the story I was very good. Again, like having been through jury duty recently and seeing Bruce Wayne go through jury duty, I was like, you don't see this, so I was very interested to see that. Mm-hmm. And then, again, another gripping tale from uh, Tom King, who's a very I, I, someone who you've been championing now for years. Um, you were like ground floor on the Tom King uh, bandwagon, but yeah, it, it, it was very. I really enjoyed just the the. Uh, He's kind of like legal thriller, like little <laughs> mystery type yeah. story there. Yeah, it Go was
1: – you're, you're right. It was fascinating. And, and it occurred to me, I'm like, wow, has no one ever um, told this story before of one of Batman's rogues uh, going to court and and then someone having to stand up and say, well, you know, ba- you know Batman did this and Batman did that and, and, you know, like an actual jury having to decide – if uh you know if one of his rogues was was guilty or did was batman complicit and as not complicit in the crime but like you know because batman is not a not a yes. not law enforcement i mean he's not
0: an agent of the of the court no, yeah. or, or the justice system yeah it's like an episode of law and order and this is the order half of the episode <laughs> and we, we yeah <laughs> Uh, well we never you're right we never see this side of it we always see the first half mm-hmm. but we never see when it gets to the courthouse and then the right. legal the ramifications. Fallout. yeah exactly yeah. The,
1: yeah the ramifications and the fact that that Bruce Wayne is on the jury is is fascinating because now, you know now he's seeing his actions like you said the ramifications but he's actually seeing it from like the ground level from, from the every man's yeah. point of view that the fact that he's uh part of the court or, or I'm sorry, part of the jury is, is really interesting. You know, that this, like this billionaire is, is down with the, the rank and file and he's eating in the cafeteria with, with his fellow jurors. And, um, you know, and, and, and the only, now I, I, I would admit, so issue 50, I'm not going to get too far into it, but you know, issue 50 left me, uh, with a not great feeling as far as the future of of uh, the series, but like you, I decided to get fifty one because I'm a I'm a great fan of of Lee Weeks and you know every so often on I'll see you know I follow him on social media and every so often he'll just post a sketch or like a commission or maybe like a variant cover that he that he does of Batman I'm like why is this guy not drawing Batman on the regular because if anyone's style is meant to be drawing like a street level dark crime type of character. It's him. I mean, he, he worked for years on daredevil and right. And, you know, which is, you know, Marvel's Batman basically. So it's like, um, so, you know, to see him do, uh, Batman is, you know, like, Oh my God, it's finally happening. It's finally happening. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I decided to to uh, to go in and see what you know what was going on, and there was a lot of this I, that I, I actually liked. I I liked the the legal uh, procedural uh, procedural part of it. Um, I I liked that they it was like kind of a throwback to see um, Dick as Batman like covering for for Bruce while he was on jury duty.
0: Yeah, it was cool. I liked the exchange with Commissioner Gordon. He's like, "You're not him. You're the other one. You're the other one, right?" <laughs>
1: yeah, was, or the um, the, like the I, I was
0: paraphrasing, but yeah, like,
1: yeah, you, Commissioner no, Gordon, basically. Yeah, it, it was like like Gordon knew, just instinctively knew that it wasn't, it wasn't Bruce. Um, but uh, I I, I like that callback because I really did enjoy, the the year or so when Dick took the mantle, of of the Bat when he was Batman and um, for a while and then uh, you know um, he took like he was basically the first person to partner with Damien, I think.
0: Um, Sounds about right I wasn't I wasn't really reading the books back then, but I was keeping tabs on the goings on.
1: yeah yeah those were some good those were some good issues as were that was a uh, like Grant Morrison and Frank quietly that was like the Batman and Robin book that was yeah. um, going on that was really good and so that was a, that was a neat era for Batman and to see, like I said, to see Dick actually be Batman. Um, So that was, that was a fun callback. And uh, again, to see, to see Bruce being just part of the, the, you know, the ham and eggers. Yeah. And and then we get that one, one glimpse of his, like kind of his anguish um, when he goes into the, the restroom and he, it's like he screams and he, he basically pulls a urinal out of the wall and, and throws it, across the, the bathroom it's like he's you know it, like that's his pain you know he's
0: now is that the, you know i didn't read it like is that the pain from the, the the fallout of the ongoing story arc with the catwoman marriage falling through or is that just because to me it kind of read as anguish of uh batman's character being impugned oh like because again i'm not like savvy
1: it's like it like, it's the like frustration. Caption. Yeah, like frustration of like, oh my god, I can't believe I have to be stuck here.
0: With- well, not necessarily that, but as um, I, I did not read it, I didn't read off as like he's like, oh, I'm stuck on jury duty, mm-hmm. and more like, um, like I said, with with them questioning like the validity of Batman and, and like, mm. and and um, does is what he does like can it be, you know. Doesn't I'm struggling with my words here, but like, does Batman being doing what he does? Like, can it be undone on legal technicalities? And is he really wrong and what he's doing or his methods yeah. not just and and just like did he screw it up? Like, did he go too far in this particular situation? Mm-hmm. And he's realized that that it read like those types of frustrations coming out. But I, again, I can also now that you say that I could see that it being tapping into the larger storyline and it, it being just yeah. he's mad that he the, the, the cat woman dumped him
1: well you know well i can totally see it from you from from where you're coming from too um so it's that, that's that's funny that you know, we're both seeing it from each other's point of view i think the the other thing that that i just remembered because you were I, it was something you said but it, it made me remember that um part of the um uh, part of I, I forget now the uh how it came about but basically you see batman going a little too far with with mr freeze like yeah really he shakes like, him down like he's, he's he's very it was almost like he was more violent with him than he needed to be and it was and yeah. I, I wonder if that is part of uh, you know if that's part of the fallout too like
0: yeah true you know, Which out it, which it's fascinating because it kind of works on both levels. Like as someone like me who hasn't been keeping close tabs on what's been going on and is reading this more like a, on a standalone basis, um, it, within the context of its story, these actions and behaviors all kind of are logical. But then again, now with you talk, discussing like what's been going on before this and where Batman's currently at, uh, it also makes sense. I don't know if that's a calculated decision. Or if it's just it just worked out that way, because I also remember like they did t- Gordon's on the the witness stand and they were talking about how Batman did the autopsy and then like the, the the defense attorney's like grilling Gordon how like Batman's not you know uh, uh, on the police force and he, he's not you know he's, he's not a, a forensic to... yeah he's not the, he's not the coroner so like his findings can be um, are biased. And so, like that, that stuff like that is what like I was reading into, like Bruce Wayne's frustration, and then yeah, you know, the. I guess yeah, I guess what he did to Mister Freeze it does make more sense in that context, but it also just read like a shakedown. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a shakedown. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I I think this is going to be if I if I n- remember correctly, it's going to be like a maybe a three issue was it? arc. So. Um, you know, we won't. I don't think we'll have to wait too long for a resolution. But um, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, uh, story wise, and to see. I mean, obviously, you know, to see more Lee Weeks goodness. Yeah.
0: And yeah, I'll pop in for like a three parter. Yeah. That's cute. Cool. It's cool. Yeah, I, I
1: think from 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 this point forward, I I'm gonna it's gonna be a Batman is not gonna be an automatic buy. It's gonna have to be a. Case by case basis, or an issue by yeah. issue basis, um, you know. I I have heard, uh, I, I heard a recent interview with with Tom King, the writer, and you know that, and then that his story, the story that he's telling from you know going back to literally issue one of Rebirth was meant to be, you know, a one hundred issue arc, basically that like he's got this long game planned. And, you know, oh, wow. so what happened in issue 50 is not like the end-all be-all of the relationship between Batman and Catwoman. Um, so I'm I'm on the fence whether or not I want to, you know, if, if I'm going to lock in for the entire run or if I'm just going to maybe, like you said, just kind of pop in if, if it looks... If it looks or sounds interesting, you know.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of what I've done. I mean, because I did the whole Snyder Capullo run of Batman. And then I was kind of just, and when that ended, I was kind of ready for a change. Yeah. And then it, it, I think I read the rebirth issue of Batman. And now I kind of I kind of regret kind of regret that because it's like, oh, man, I missed out on, like, some – it sounds like some quality stuff. But what I was seeing, like, solicitation-wise, wasn't really grabbing me. Mm-hmm. But um, I've got some random issues here and there. I think there was one with Swamp Thing that I got. Oh yeah, that was pretty. That good. was really good. Um, so you know, I just sort of like if if it does real if, if it checks all the boxes for me, I'll plunk down my three four bucks for it. <laughs>
1: it's totally totally ridiculous, but I think I mean that was a really good issue. Like going back to that Batman Swamp Thing team up. Um, but I think my favorite part of that that issue was just the title, which I think it was called the brave in the mold.
0: Except my, yeah, yeah.
1: I <laughs> like that was just, that's so stupid, but so brilliant. Yeah. Um, another thing that like, uh, kind of keeping on the Tom King track, um, his, he's got a event coming out or a series, a mini series coming out yes. later this fall. It's called uh, heroes in crisis, which, um, which is, is intriguing. It sounds very fascinating.
0: It's well here's what was interesting to me. I I have read about this upcoming storyline and that it involves this place that they're calling the sanctuary. And the sanctuary was name dropped in the most recent issue of Doomsday Clock. Oh. Now, I'm not going to get into a Doomsday Clock review. I'm just going to say this. Doomsday Clock is was the storyline that the main series that was like advertised as Superman versus Doctor Manhattan. It's a 12-issue miniseries. Issue six came out. Still no Superman or Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> I've heard and, that. <laughs> and I'm starting to wonder if it's on – I mean DC's got the multiverse. i wonder if it takes place on the Earth that we know. I'm certain, It certainly makes, makes me feel like it's not. But I, just the, the representation of certain characters has not been consistent. Mm-hmm. With how we've been seeing them. And so it either takes place on a different Earth or it takes place like a little further down the road than where things are at now. And that's where that sanctuary reference made me think well, maybe it is on this Earth, but maybe it's just like a year down the road because there's stuff they're talking about that's not been mentioned at all in the current like DC comics that I've seen. Like particularly this whole Superman theory and the the scandal and controversy going on around that, which, if you haven't been reading it, It's like this, like, why are all the superheroes from America? It's like the United States government secretly creating superheroes. It's like some sort of, like, Mm. scandal, like, rumor. You know, like, is this what's going on? Why is this happening? That's that's sort of like the – this ongoing thing in the world that this is taking place in. And, like, the way Batman's drawn, it's not the normal Batman suit that's in current continuity and stuff like that, so – it's kinda wondering if it's if they went to a different earth, but then again I don't know it's weird it, it just the whole thing's kind of just odd, and then like when you go back to rebirth and like the whole like oh Doctor Manhattan's like fooling with time and stuff mm-hmm. i I don't know it's we'll see it's just like you know when you're you say it's Superman versus Doctor Manhattan, you're halfway through, and you've only they've only shown Superman like once like in their second issue or something like that, and he was like in like one page. I don't know, and it's all these peripheral characters seems to be the focus. It's not bad, it's just it's, just know, it, it's moving at a very slow pace.
1: Well, and I, I also wonder if there's something to be to be said for you know, uh, red herrings, like what you know. I mean, I'm sure there will be some sort of final confrontation between Superman and Doctor Manhattan, but uh, again, I wonder if maybe that was just kind of the 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 red herring to. You know, to kind of like
0: it could be, it could be a misdirection to kind of keep
1: uh, like from the bigger story, or to to keep maybe Doctor Manhattan is
0: Superman, and that's what the <laughs> whoo, blown my <in> mind. <laughs> well, i
1: I'm just I, I I just wonder if maybe DC is trying to actually keep things under wraps so it's more of a surprise when it's actually I'm sure. revealed.
0: And yeah. then like it, the storyline got or the production got delayed, so now it's going to last. It won't finish until next year. Mm-hmm. It went to every other month release format. Yeah. Right.
1: Quite honestly, I, I I forgot that it was still coming out. Uh, I am only reminded when like on New Comic Book Day when it happens to come out. I'm like, "Oh, Doomsday Clock." I Yeah. I stopped reading it at issue 2 or 3 or after 2 or 3. Okay. Again, not because of like quality, just um just forgot about it and it's 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 yeah. it's, it's not on my radar. Um the the couple of issues that I read I thought were were okay my my you know my mind wasn't blown I might I might do like kind of the Netflix equivalent and just wait till it's you know like halfway or, or it is halfway now like maybe I'll catch yeah. up you know and you know go back and buy some issues right. and kind of or when like, it's all binge read
0: yes and I'm curious maybe maybe once it's all together and you can just plow through it maybe it won't be as um, frustrating. Yeah,
1: to because, read the complete right story. Things.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you know, and 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 that was the, that's you know for for us for, um, for some of us that came into comics a little later, like in like the, maybe like the mid to late '80s or '90s. You know, a lot of these um, seminal works like Watchmen and Dark Knight. I mean, uh, um, you know, we have the advantage of having them been finished like they were finished when we started reading so we didn't have to wait month after month uh, or every couple of months or however long it took for watchmen to come out or for uh, you know dark knight returns to come out i mean these these books these collections were there waiting for us and we didn't have to uh yeah we didn't have to wait
0: at all and and i don't mean to turn this into a history lesson but weren't both of those series delayed and releasing when they were coming out too.
1: Oh, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I, I would not doubt it for a second because of the, uh, just because of the scope of, yeah. of uh, what they were doing, and yeah, and, and and you know probably what was involved as far as you know the storytelling and the art, and um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if those if those books were delayed coming off the line. Uh, yeah, so history
0: is repeating. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know Doomsday Clock might be one that I'll I'll wait for.
0: And, and I don't hold Watchmen as some sacred cow, so I, I don't have any. I'm not offended by what by them using the characters. I, that no. doesn't bother me. I, I've yeah, I, I've become desensitized to the exploitation. So
1: I feel like at this point, since we've already. Um, you know, like we got through as a as a comic book community, we we survived. Like everyone was up in arms, or ha- you know, half the people were up in arms about the before Watchmen line of you know comics, uh, all the various miniseries for uh, with the uh, spotlighting the different main characters, and we survived those. Everything's fine. So I think at this point, you know, I I feel like the the number of people. Uh, of dissident people uh who you know cry cry rage uh at the the thought of using mm-hmm. the watchman i i feel like that has lessened some
0: perhaps i yeah i mean I, you still hear it but yeah it just yeah it's just it does just you're, a, you're screaming at the clouds now. exactly
1: it, it just doesn't seem to be as as big of a an issue as it used to be. Like they're
0: still going to do it, and that's what's been proven. Oh, uh, sure.
1: There's always going to be someone it's, who's going to yeah. He's gonna, like it's still said.
0: moving forward. What they should do is like a t- as a, some sort of like crossover miniseries where the Watchmen characters combat like the Charlton characters. Oh, that'd be <laughs> <laughs> like Question versus Rorschach and uh, Blue Beetle versus Night Owl and <laughs> Captain <laughs> Adam versus Doctor Manhattan.
1: Oh, that would be kind. Of, well, that yeah, that would be kind of cool
0: in you know, a in a weird way. Since that's what they were all they're all based on. Yeah.
1: So, okay, well, let's uh, move on a little bit now. I think you had another book that you were going to talk about.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll just say um, I read Spider-Gwen 34. It was the final issue of the run. And kind of what you were talking about with uh, Ben DeSleeve and Jessica Jones, um Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez, that creative team is now leaving uh, the Gwen Stacy Spider-Woman of Earth-65, I think it was. You know, I've read, like, every issue of the series, going back to Edge of Spider-Verse through, like, the first volume and then the the second volume because there was some event where they rebooted. Um, I've kind of felt like I need a little bit of cliff notes, mainly because there was some crossover where they did, like, a status quo shakeup in one of the crossover books that i didn't pick up Mm -hmm. so i was just like "Eh, i'm not getting the other like spider books where this like storyline continues i'll just keep going and then when it comes back like wait what happened um so there was a a bit of playing catch up with me but i really enjoyed it it was a really cool um series and it it put some unique spins on like the familiar characters from marvel and just sort of opened up this whole like multiverse romp that it has and was really cool. So, I don't know what the next step is for the Gwen Stacy Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen. Um so I don't know if if I will follow the character or not, but uh like I say, it it did at its right told a complete story um and was very enjoyable. And I just wanted to just note that as as the last issue came out last week. Cool. And just, so right now it's being unique to see um so I, would keep, I think there might be something. I don't know if something's been officially announced or not I see something called like spider ghost or something like that
1: oh yeah like the ghost spider or something yeah I, ghost just saw.
0: I think that might be like her next series but I mean, I'm not sure I haven't had a chance to uh research it to see what what that deals with and I know shes will show up in like another property like there's like this spider getting crossover event coming up and oh. she's gonna be in that animated movie coming out in December. Which looks kind of cool. Yeah, that looks like, really the good. Spider Verse. That, that I'd like to check that out. That yeah. looks interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm, I thought I heard that uh, Ghost Spider, something about that uh, was mentioned or was announced from last week at San Diego Comic Con. Okay. Um, so yeah, it doesn't sound like she's going away anytime soon, which is which is good. I actually I, I feel bad. I actually I, I really enjoyed reading that. Um, Reading her, her book when it first came out when she was first introduced, I, I really liked the, the 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 take that they had with her like mm-hmm. that whole alternate universe. Um I thought the creators were really good, especially I, I I love the artist. I don't know if it's the same artist.
0: Um Robbie Robert. yeah. yeah. He, he's there's like some fill ins here or there, but yeah, he, he pretty much did the art all the way through. And with that style, it was a very unique take. And they sort of were able to build their own world with the character and do, do like, their own thing. And everything about it just be, was very um, unique to itself. And yeah. it was very much its own thing as far as, like, the, the look and the concept and everything. It all played well together. Mm-hmm. I had this sort of, like, broad concept of the multiverse and the hopping around and the different variations of the versions of the characters interacting and everything. It was really cool. Cool.
1: Excellent. Okay, so um, so the next book I was going to talk about real quick. Um, these are just a, a couple of quick hits uh, that I have. So this is the first, uh, 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 the Magic Order number one, by Mark Miller and um, artist Olivier Coipel. This is actually the first. Uh, ne- this is the first comic to come out of. Uh, Mark Miller's deal with Netflix.
0: You know, I did read it. I think I read. Uh, we, they sent us a preview, so I read the preview. Yes. And it's still published by Image, but it is like the Netflix imprint. Right. Yeah, on
1: the on on the back cover, it's, it's very. It's like the big Netflix logo right on the back of the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this was uh, this was, I thought, really a fun first issue. Um, the, I guess the the tag or the uh if you know the elevator pitch is um uh, magic meets the mob so it's like oh,
0: that's, yeah this is like it, uh,
1: five yeah like five families of magicians um that protect our world they're they now they're battling like a common enemy who's picking them off uh one by one and you know by day they're they they come off as just regular people but you know in like their secret lives they've um you know they're sorcerers, magicians, and wizards. They protect the regular world, the Muggles. If if you're a, if you're <laughs> a Potterhead, uh, from uh, forces of darkness. And but again, they're like so they're 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 trying to protect people, but at the same time they're trying to um, protect themselves. And they have you know in their own families. And um, so the the Magic Order focuses on on one family uh, initially. I think that's who we're going to follow throughout this. I, we haven't really been introduced in depth to any of these other five families, just the first uh, family. Uh, but the, the first issue was really good. It actually, I think it actually came out like last month. Uh, yeah, and I I, really I, I kind of I, I missed it, but I heard a lot of people saying really positive things about it, and uh, so I you know I read it and oh my god the first of all like the the art. I mean, we don't get to see Olivier Coipel that much anymore. He was—he did a lot of work for Marvel um, mm-hmm. a while ago, but um, you know, now I, I'm not sure what he's doing—if if he's just freelancing or what. But oh my God, I'm glad he's on this book because it he's is just very pretty. Oh, it's gorgeous,
0: just gorgeous stuff. Yeah, I like. I mean, it's very much the uh, the Mark the, the Miller style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much a Mark Miller piece. But, yeah, that artwork is just gorgeous. It, it's intriguing. I like the concept, too. I liked it. That's why I checked it out when I saw the preview issue come through. I um, hey, see that beautiful artwork, and it's a concept that does uh, capture my interest and see what it's done. So mm-hmm. um, not enough for me to, like, plunk down my dollars for it, but uh, I'd something I'd keep, keep my tabs on. And I'm sure eventually it will become a Netflix show. So we'll see a live-action version of it, which the visual cue—if they take like the production design from the Mm -hmm. comic—I imagine it'd be a very uh, uh, good-looking program to watch too. Which could be a very cool byproduct of this whole Netflix deal. Is if they do take—if this did—is I mean, I'm speculating, and now I'm going off on a tangent with this speculation. But if these shows do take their visual cues from the comics that means like these artists and what they create in the comics will then like inform like how these shows will look mm-hmm. that that could be very very cool that, that could be a very good thing and, and then open up like the casual viewer to like what's going on in these world of comics like look at these brilliant artists and what's going on these visuals being created mm-hmm. like,
1: well and and he's got he's got so many i mean uh, properties prior to the netflix Deal that, I mean, hopefully will be part of the Netflix deal. Like, I mean, Reborn, um, Starlight, Huck. Uh, oh, right,
0: right, right, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: Cronenats. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes. the, uh, Jupiter Circle. Uh, I mean, or Jupiter's Legacy. Either one of. The, I mean, these are all. I, I think almost all these books were. I know we've mentioned them multiple times on our show as kind of like show favorites. You know, these were. All, like yeah. you know that he's yeah. that Miller's kind of undergone kind of a renaissance as you know he's he's come a um you know he, I mean he's still putting out kick ass but you know when when the first kick ass came out, you know, he was putting out a lot of like really like just uber violent books. I mean he had kick ass, he had Wanted, he had um Nemesis, and you know, and, and while they were on the surface they were kind of fun to read because they were just like just balls out crazy ass um you know action and violence for violence sake it got to be it got to be too much at least for me and right on yeah you know and 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 so you know i i kind of i took a step back from his work for a long time and when he started putting out um like you know I, i picked up reborn and read that and Starlight, I loved, and Huck, I thought was was just a kind of a cute story. Um, I totally love the uh, uh, Jupiter's, uh, like Jupiter's Legacy and Jupiter's Circle books. See,
0: that's one that I actually fell off from, and it's weird because like Frank quietly. I'm usually in for a penny, in for a pound, but that the Jupiter's Legacy is that the one he did, and then Circle was like the flashback series. Is that yeah, I have that?
1: I think like uh, I never read Circle. Circle.
0: Circle and was- Legacy, I, I fell off on. Um, I still read Kick-Ass and Hit-Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the re-release. And then, yeah, Huck, Huck I kind of forgot about. But, yeah, I, I bought those. And Crononauts was one I, I enjoyed. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, hopefully, like,
1: you know, the, I think he's in a good position where he's got a lot of great material and, and, a, and you know, and... and Hopefully, this Netflix deal will only be good for his future material. You know that it won't, uh, you know, it won't sully it in some way, or uh, right. that he won't just be putting it out for you know just to churn it out for you know fodder for the for the Netflix machine. Um, some like I, I don't even know. Do you remember the, the book War Heroes? Yeah, like, no. two issues. It, like, he did it with Tony Harris, uh, maybe in the early two thousands. And it was supposed to be, like, a five- or six-issue miniseries, and Mm -hmm. I think exactly two issues came out, and he sold the rights, and, like, or he made a deal or whatever to, you know, with some some production company for the rights to War Heroes, and, like, that was the last anyone ever saw of War Heroes. It never came out again.
0: It it sounds vaguely familiar as you discuss it, but it may be power of suggestion.
1: The, the and the premise was so you know the, and it, it was as a lot of his books go it was um, it was mirroring our our current events where the US is in the middle of a war um, in the Middle East and but the US government has developed uh, the technology or uh, to give soldiers uh, superpowers to to fight and and, and that's kind of you know, where it okay, and, and but you know, of course, things go off the rails as they naturally do in a Mark Miller book. But right, that's pretty. That, that was the premise, and I guess someone liked it enough after two issues to to buy buy up the rights, and that was it. That's all.
0: Well, yeah, and that was a product of its time too. So something like that, I could see getting snapped up right away, and mm-hmm. it sounds like I just got lost in development hell, as they call it. Yeah.
1: So, but I, I I feel like this, um, the, the Netflix deal will only be good for, for Mark Miller and, and his uh, his work, so fingers crossed on that. Indeed. Um, so a couple other books I want to talk about real quick. Um, this was from Image, another Image book. This is, uh, in, in this one I, I kind of, I just, I totally, I saw it and I completely just blew it off, but uh, I heard a good review about it, so I decided to go back and check. And it was it's uh, Aphrodite Five, number one from from Image and Top Cow, um, written by Brian Hill and art by uh, Jeff Spokes.
0: Um, I don't I don't know. Didn't they do something like that? Isn't that like an old?
1: Okay, so <sighs> so there's there was a property called there was a book called Aphrodite Nine, okay, uh, back in the day. That was like okay. Mark Silvestri. Uh, I think that was like pretty much like the first thing like David Finch, ever really okay. like that was his first like kind of pre- or that's what he was known for like.
0: Real, real cheesecakey, wasn't it?
1: Oh, super cheesecakey like, uh, the like she had long green hair like very voluptuous. Yeah, like a short skirt
0: and butt yeah, hanging but, out. But okay.
1: Like big old guns and just like yeah. the, the the stereotypical male fantasy, whatever. Yeah. For comics,
0: almost um, a product of its time.
1: Exactly um but they've you know and and they they've retooled that property um a couple of years ago they brought it back and I was actually reading it for a while because it was a really good story it was almost like kind of it was in the future but it was it was little games of thronesy where it was like you know it was it was a lot of intrigue and it was a lot of like uh some political drama and uh this Aphrodite character was kind of right in the middle of it Um, and it was like it was the future but they had dragons and just this whole thing and it was really good for a while and then I kind of dropped off Um, but there's a but then they've the idea was like Aphrodite 9 was always kind of like in the future Um, so this is this is Aphrodite 5 so this is a model that's more uh, more today more like current but it's it it's it's in the present day, but like um, kind of like in the near future. Thanks. Um, so it's uh, it's in like a, a modern day, but like you know not too far from now, Los Angeles and um, and our world and the cities on the on the brink of um, you know this crime and terror and. Um, all this like black market technology and uh, all of a sudden this character shows up this Aphrodite 5 and she um, it, it, it's all very mysterious like you don't know where she came from um, what her purpose is what her mission is but she's, she's she clearly has like you know a special set of skills I mean she's you know she's a, she's a soldier she's a warrior um, and you know she's there to help but, you know, there, there's just so much, you know, surrounding her and um, the other supporting characters uh, that you're not really sure, like, it's one of those things, like, you're not really sure who's good, who's bad, um, what the, you know, what the story's going to be going forward, but it but it was, but it was uh, really uh, intriguing enough for me to, like, want to keep going, and the art by this, uh, this Jeff Spokes, who I'd never heard of before, was so good, it reminded me of, like, a... Like, Ryan Sook. Um, kind okay. of, uh, um, I don't know if you've, if you, uh, can look up the the cover to, uh, to number one, but, um, you know, it's, it, it's like he can draw, um, you know, it's like, you know, after 85, is like, she's a, she's a beautiful woman, but she's not, but it's not cheesecake. You know, like she looks like she can handle herself. Um. But yeah, it, it was it was pretty cool. So I think I'm gonna gonna keep going with this one. Right on. Uh, let's see what else do I got in the in the can here. Um, oh, Copperhead Copperhead 19. I, I used to talk about Copperhead every so often. Uh, J, it's a like the Jay Ferber uh, science fiction western. And to, to me, it always felt like the, like the spiritual successor to like Firefly, it, like in tone, even though this, in this book, there's, you know, there's humans alongside of like, there's, there's actually aliens and things like that. But it's not like full on Star Wars or Star Trek. Um, it's a little more grounded. Um, I just wanted to mention this because the series original artist, uh, Scott Godlewski, is back uh, drawing this book and I couldn't be happier because um I was I mean his art was part of the reason why I started picking it up in the first place um but this is this is you know even with the fill-in artists um have been you know like decent but I feel like they were just placeholders um waiting for for this guy to come back and I'm I'm glad he did cuz this is this book is like as much him as it is uh Jay Ferber so Welcome back Scott Godlewski I'm I'm so happy you're back. <laughs> Cuz it's, right on. it's one of yeah. my favorite books and and when he left the book, I was like, "Oh, man, it's kind of a bummer, but you know, I still kept going with it because the story was still pretty good and but um yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a happy nerd. Good. <laughs> and that's all that matters.
0: Yes, your uh, happiness. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I think that's that is probably all I've got for as far as comic
0: reviews. I think that's a good place to put a pen in it. That's a lot of comics reviewed.
1: Yeah, we uh, we talked about, about six or seven comics. So that's pretty good.
0: A lot, lot to chew on there.
1: That's right. So um, okay, so I guess yeah, we can we can wrap this wrap this one up. Uh, hey, you before we go,
0: else? Yes, I just want to give a shout out on. August 11th, I believe it is, to Saturday evening, if I'm not mistaken, at 10 p.m. on uh, our local PBS station, WQED, there's going to be a comic book documentary, Aaron. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I forget what it's called. Uh, It's called,
1: I think it's like comics with an X um, between the pages or between the panels. I forget what it's
0: called. Something like that. Horrible plug, but um, (laughs) our heart's in the right place. Yeah. So like I said, and that's uh, that's interesting. That'll be on the local uh, WQED here, and we got sent a um, like the first ten minutes of it, or a link to the first ten minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I watched, I mean, I it's, watched it's, it's it. It's pretty good. It's a good old fashioned. Uh, from the first ten minutes was like a just interviews with some notable names in the comics industry, mm-hmm. just about like comics and what it does for them and what it's about. So it, it, I think it will be worth a watch. It's not a Rick Seaback special, but <laughs> not everything can be a Rick Seaback special. Yeah.
1: No, and I I I think this will be fun and, and, and it should it's we should note that this um I forget the gentleman's name who, who put this out. It's Michael. Yeah,
0: I'm Michael. Can... I'm I blanking. unplugged my keyboard, so doing any type of searching is like very difficult.
1: We'll have to put uh, a we'll we'll put up a link or we'll put maybe up Maybe in a... our
0: media episode we can also
1: <laughs> Yeah. But um Oh, but but he's but but this gentleman has taken this uh, documentary uh, nationwide, so it's if, if if you miss it, you know at uh, if you're not able to watch it locally, here in Pittsburgh, I mean the, the chances are it's it's either coming to your town or it's been in your town, and there's I'm sure there's a there's a way to watch it, um, but but I, I I've um, I've been on this guy's website and he's he's taken it to various towns, various conventions, um, so he's. You know it, it seems like it's been very um, favorably accepted a lot of different places so uh, if you're interested in watching it you know I'm, I'm sure there's a way for you to find it so we'll we'll make sure to put up a link to uh, to his site yeah, and we'll put it and, on. Uh, yeah put, put up the the information so if, if you are able if you're in the Pittsburgh area uh, if you are able to watch it um, you know we'll let you know the times and the dates and everything like that indeed yes sir Okay. Well, I think that about wraps up for this episode of Comic Book Pit. I'm Dan. I'm Jared. (laughs) That's Jared waving frantically. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye.